cordyceps and creatine is a lesser known stack for energy and far more. Hey, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset and what follows is my podcast presentation of an article that was not penned by me. Actually, this article was written by my friend Denin Freeman, fellow Coloradan, and this is a guy that has been following me and has been a, a biohacker since I think he was like a freshman in high school, which is which is quite young. I'm impressed with biohackers that are that are starting that that young. When when I have a baby, it's of course going to be a very very biohacked baby. The biohacking is going to, you know, start at inception itself. But I still think it's pretty cool when we've got people starting in, along this whole uh, path in life when they are in high school and they discover some some cool things. They have a an interesting kind of perspective when they get engrossed with this whole world of uh, performance enhancement and uh, introspection and self-quantification at that age. And so this was an article that he wrote for LimitlessMindset.com and you can find it linked below wherever you are watching or listening to me. You can find all the sources and all the study links and all that if you want to go down the rabbit hole a little bit on this topic. That link that you see below my face or below the podcast is where you want to go for that. So let's dive in. In this article, we'll get into what both these supplements are and how they can subtly but substantially increase your baseline energy. In many ways, this is both better to use than the regular use of stimulants and can also pair well with them if you feel the need for a glass of bulletproof coffee. That's how I started my morning here today. Or my favorite, a tall glass of green tea. Oh, and I have to tell something funny about Denen. When I first talked with him years and years and years ago on Skype, I believe, I believe this was him. He was mixing paracetam with green tea, which just sounds like a a painful experience to consume. But this guy does like green tea. And green tea is, of course, the the tea of the the limitless. Uh, Green tea is awesome stuff. Just the other day, a guy, one of my email newsletter subscribers, sent me an email with a study, a recent 2021 study, showing how green tea could block uh, COVID infection, as well as the newer variants of COVID that are emerging. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yet another reason to drink copious amounts of the stuff. Okay. Back to the article, though. 
This combination, especially when combined with other methods of increasing energy, gives your brain and body genuine energy to get the job done, regardless of what that job may be. But before we get into all of that, for the uninitiated, what is cordyceps? And isn't creatine just for bodybuilders, gym bros, and jocks? Ophiocordyceps sinensis, or cordyceps sinensis, as it's known most commonly to its friends, is both a parasite and a fungus. Hey, isn't that what Agent Smith called the, the human race in that Matrix movie a long time ago? Or am I recalling that incorrectly? Okay, so it infects insects such as caterpillars. It then mummifies them and grows a fruiting body from their corpse. That's right. Not exactly something that most people would think to eat on purpose. And I saw some pictures of this yesterday when I was going through Google Images. It... It looks very weird. It's uh, it's kind of gross. But you know what? I'll go ahead and include some pictures in this article. And uh, it, it looks kind of gross. It looks very weird. But hey, that's that's nature. You know, don't let it dissuade you from trying this uh, this this very powerful stack that Denin found. Moving on, creatine. On the other hand is far tamer. What comes in the bottle is a chemical made in a lab. It's naturally found in meats and exists in your brain and muscles already. It is tasteless and very cheap. It was first isolated in 1832 and in 1912, uh, Harvard University discovered that we can store a lot more of it in ourselves than we normally do. Moving forward, let's look at the science behind cordyceps. Cordyceps have been proven to be effective at increasing adenosine triphosphate, the body's store of cellular energy. This is demonstrated in numerous studies, such as effects of the mycelial extract of cultured cordyceps sinensis on in vivo hepatic energy metabolism and blood flow in dietary hypopheric anemic mice and pharmacological basis of yin nourishing and yang invigorating actions of cordycepsis, a Chinese tonifying herb. It has been shown to increase testosterone. Also, in a 2014 Italian study done on endurance cyclists, and in this study, the effect was first discovered in mice. Since cordyceps has been shown to increase testosterone, we may conclude that it is likely to increase confidence, energy recovery, and also reduce stress as these effects of testosterone have been well documented over the years. As far as improving mental abilities, this study showed positive effects on learning and memory in mice that were given, and the cordyceps looks promising. And then in addition to your mental and physical abilities, it also has many medicinal 
uses. This 2011 Indian study looks at the possible application of cordyceps in medicine. And this Hong Kong University paper looks at its positive effects on our immune system and preventing age-related diseases. And what I think I will add to this article, I'll embed it in fact, is the first interview that I did with Lucas Own there in Australia. And he had used cordyceps for quite a while. He had a lot of experience with it. And I think he actually, I think he had some, some uh, reservations on cordyceps that are worth listening to. I think, I think his primary recommendation was to do some cycling with cordyceps that you don't want to take it just chronically for a long time. I think he said something about that having a, uh, some sort of effect on on dopamine. So I will link to that podcast, which I do recommend people listen to before they take this stuff themselves. Next, let's address the science behind creatine. So creatine supplementation, on the other hand, has been shown through more studies than I care to count to aid in our body's ability to reuse the ATP. As it turns out, our brains are are notorious for consuming around 20% of our daily energy. Hey, babe. Hey, my favorite podcaster. Thus, in addition to increasing physical energy and stamina, there is enough supportive evidence to conclude that this synergistic stack will also increase mental energy. And there was a very well-written article entitled Surprising Creatine Benefits, How It Improves Energy, IQ, Healing, DNA Function, Aging, and More. And this was by Adam Siniki, a.k.a. The Bioneer, and he wrote, quote, Studies suggest that creatine can increase intelligence, reasoning, working memory, and more. Creatine has been shown to be effective at improving IQ scores. Creatine was demonstrated as protective against a wide number of age-related neurological diseases, helping to stave off the onset of Alzheimer's, Huntington's, and Parkinson's, among other conditions. Yet more creatine benefits for the elderly then. And going even further, According to this South African study, creatine was found to encourage the body to raise levels of DHT, the dehydrotestosterone, which is an androgen and more biologically active than testosterone. Since we likely would have gotten a lot more creatine in our diets in our evolutionary history, this likely acts to regain balance, hormonally speaking. This shared link between regulating normal testosterone levels is further evidence of a positive synergy and may play a role in combating the fact that modern men's testosterone keeps getting lower each year. Also, this 2017 study 
has shown that creatine may even reduce sleep need, at least in rats. And then let's look at the historical evidence for cordyceps first gaining popularity for medicinal use in China around 2,000 years ago. It was discovered by herders living in the Himalayas. What, uh, I, I would assume they're just you know trying to avoid being being uh, mauled by Yeti up there. And do do look up Yeti. I, I, Yeti Yeti is a real thing. It's true. There's genetic evidence for for Yeti. It's not a it's not a, a baseless cryptid any longer. Okay. Anyways, back to the article. One day they noticed that the livestock that ate the fungus became more and more strong and stout. Is that a comment on the uh, sexual virility of the livestock? I suspect it is. As a result, they began feeding it to their animals intentionally to increase milk production, reproductive capacity, and overall health. It wasn't long then before curiosity led them to begin taking it themselves. And I think it's a Similar story is how we uh, we came into possession of the herb horny goatweed, one of my favorites. Traditionally, it's been used to improve the lungs, kidney, erectile dysfunction, and far more. And it has also been used by athletes, notably by the Chinese women's distance running team that entered the Olympics in 1993. It was at that competition, the team broke three world records and a standout player, Wang Junxia, and I do have a picture of her in the article. If you, if you really want to go and take a, a look at this, uh, this, this woman that kind of, uh, looks a little bit like a, a skeleton, an Olympic skeleton. Okay. Um, she won more. However, however, she won more records two months later at the National Games in China. This naturally led to rumors of steroid use. After the competitors were tested and found to be clean, their coach at the time, Ma Junren, revealed his team's secret to success, which was Cordyceps sinensis. Moving on, let's discuss the side effects and safety of these two things. According to the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition, creatine is both safe and effective, and that athletes that don't take it are at greater risk of head injuries and concussions. Interesting. And then from sideeffects.com, which is actually a website that I've never visited, before in my life. You would think, but I'll have to go and visit it. They wrote about cordyceps. Quote, cordyceps is deemed safe given that it is for short-term use. Okay, so this is echoing what Lucas suggested. Some users may experience minor side effects such as nausea, stomach ache, dry mouth, or diarrhea. Symptoms are usually resolved once the medication is stopped. Others have described a persistent metallic taste after the use of cordyceps, 
which could take longer to solve. Despite it being relatively safe, the case of the herbal medication is inadequately understood and might cause difficulties in some users. In case you are hypersensitive to yeast or molds, you would likely be sensitive to cordyceps and should stay away from them. Individuals who are taking medications such as Welbutrin for diabetes should avoid cordyceps. This is because the combined use could result in an excessive drop in blood sugar levels, of which is also called hypoglycemia. Those with bleeding conditions or those who consume anticoagulants or anti-clotting drugs, and nowadays a lot of people out there are Googling, how do I deal with blood clots? You know, there's, there's heightened interest in, in anticoagulants and anti-clotting drugs these days. Why might that be? Anyways, however, uh, so these people should probably stay away from cordyceps. Taking these together can increase the risk of easy bruising or bleeding. This is also applicable if you, if you are slated to have surgery. You will need to halt off taking cordyceps for a minimum of two weeks in advance to avoid excess bleeding. A little known fact about the prolonged safety of consuming cordyceps. Although the supplements are believed to be safe, there are still apprehensions about the overall safety of imported Chinese medications. Of course, of course there should be apprehensions about that. As a result of research, cordyceps of any kind should not be applied in pregnant women, children, or nursing mothers. Moving forward, the writer describes his personal experience. Insofar as my personal experience goes, I have been experimenting with this combination on and off for about a year and have only good things to say. The effects are cumulative and subtle in my experience, but I found that my baseline motivation and energy have improved substantially while taking this stack. I have more energy to draw on, can focus for even longer, and can push through barriers of study and cognitive training that would have taken longer to achieve. I also recover from physical training better and run into fewer injuries. Overall, my experience has lined up well with the bulk of studies done on these two supplements, and as such, I'm glad to have them in my arsenal. It, sh it also should be noted that you need to be careful which cordyceps supplement that you take. Many brands use the mycelium and grain the fruiting bodies are grown on, and as such are generally cheaper products uh, which are of notably inferior quality, sometimes to the point of being entirely ineffective. Though recently you can get good cordyceps reasonably priced. 
I have personally been taking Cordyceps M Peak Performance by Real Mushrooms. And I do link to them below wherever you are listening to this. To be clear, they haven't sponsored me and are as of yet unaffiliated with uh, my work. They're also unaffiliated with Limitless Mindset thus far. I recommend their product as it is third-party lab verified for quality and doesn't use any grain starch or mycelium. It's scientifically verified for active compounds and my personal experience with them has always been very positive. As far as creatine goes, quality control is rarely an issue and honestly, any product will suffice. Though I recommend creatine monohydrate as it is the version with the most testing and demonstrated demonstrable effectiveness. And then moving towards the conclusion on this, hopefully in this post, I will have sufficiently demonstrated that cordyceps and creatine are a highly synergistic combination that deserves their place in any serious biohacker's arsenal. That they are both safe and likely effective at improving energy and overall health. In most circumstances, and while currently overlooked by the majority of even well-informed biohackers, will give you that much-needed advantage when it comes to productivity and energy. Either way, it's worked wonders for me, and just maybe it will for you, too. So, I think I concur with most of what he writes here. Personally, I would love to try this stack, but here in Europe, and especially at this time, it's just uh, tricky for me to get my hands on really solid, credible cordyceps. Anytime I do one of these research projects looking at the uh, mushroom nutraceuticals and looking at mushrooms as medicine, what I find out is that the it's it's the 90% crap rule uh, and perhaps it's even more than 90% of the offerings are often um they're often rife with toxins they are uh, factory farmed they come from china where the coas can't be trusted so if you're going to be taking mushrooms as medicine or as nootropics, you really do want to get something that's verified by accredited third-party laboratory, ideally in the United States or Europe, or you want to have a, you want to find a product that you know about where the product comes from. Like if, if there's, if there's someone in your, uh, country that, that picks mushrooms. I don't know, maybe you live in a small town and you got a farmer's market and you got like people out there picking mushrooms in the in the forest. I, I, I know, you know, get out there more into the rural world and, and people do this sort of thing. Doesn't that sound fun, babe? Shouldn't we try that? Picking mushrooms? And we may encounter uh, mythological Bulgarian uh, creatures out there in the wilderness. <laughs> sure. That might be fun. That might. This is the sort of thing you got to do if you actually want to get good mushrooms. I'll just have to wait around until 
I can get uh, real high quality cordyceps and then I will try it along with the creatine because creatine is awesome, it's cheap and being a synthetic molecule, it's one of those things where the the quality with it is pretty pretty uniform. You can you can probably buy any creatine you want and it's probably going to be pretty okay stuff. Although of course you should have the same kind of standards that you have for anything else, but with the with the cordyceps, you really got to do your research on the on the brand of stuff to uh to make sure it's to make sure it is uh it's credible because i i want that that cre- that uh that cordyceps that comes from the uh the mummification of a of a, of a, of a caterpillar you know i can imagine if a if uh d- during the process of reincarnation if we're to believe in in reincarnation you know what if there's a caterpillar and it gives its life to be mummified by by fungus that turns into cordyceps that you know that me and Denin can enjoy well you know then that's a that's a caterpillar that deserves to be re- reincarnated as uh it's like a squirrel or something like that and then once you know then once it's a squirrel then you know hey maybe it can be a tiger in the next life and then you know yeah then then it can be like a human being or something something like that this is what i'm imagining is the the metaphysics at play in this sort of thing anyways so i encourage you all to try out this stack if you have access to high quality cordyceps Drop me a comment or a message below wherever you are uh, watching, listening to this, letting me know if you try that. I am curious about your reactions. And then also, if you've got some other cofactors of creatine, let me know. I'm going to get more into, I'm motivated now, having learned what I did about its effects on testosterone here. I'm motivated to make creatine a more regular part of my supplemental stack. So let me know what are some of the other cofactors that you all have uh, experimented with. I'm Jonathan, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.